Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. I uh, have my friend Jakey Bakey here to moderate, and uh, he's an exceptional young man. I was hoping you could set the room, Jakey, for this Mother's Day weekend. 
Happy to sit the room. Thank you so much, Dave. I also love my mom. So happy Mother's Day, everybody. Today, uh, David, of course, has been doing training for over 22 years. So he is currently live on there. Of course, live here on Clubhouse, live on Instagram. Today's topic will be the Meltzer Magic Questions, how to ask open-ended questions. So if you have any questions at the end, uh, please feel free to back channel me and Dave will be doing a quick Q&A towards the end. As Randall mentioned, invite your friends, family, anyone that you think would benefit from this incredible conversation. And I will pass it back off to you, Dave. Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, so Jake, I think when I look back and understand what pragmatic tools I've utilized to change the paradigm in my life, to create abundance, to make more money, help more people and have more fun in order to be happy, which hopefully everyone knows is my mission is in this clubhouse to find a thousand people to empower a thousand to empower a thousand. And I'm blessed that Amelia is one of those thousands and she's doing such an extraordinary job. But uh, the idea of what questions do we ask has changed my entire life in those three realms. Uh, and the first step of open-ended questions, the magic questions that exist is what is my objective? Uh, I talk about being more interested than interesting uh, because it's the best methodology to create a community, a collective consciousness of uh, sponsors and power sponsors. And I've simplified it that I want to surround myself with people that feed me. And so people that feed me will have open minds, open hearts and open hands that will do one of two things. They will either be able to help me or they know someone that can help me, which then allows me to help them or know someone that can help them. And these are sponsors and power sponsors. And the bigger your neighborhood of sponsors or power sponsors are, the more awareness you'll have to the frequency of your neighborhood. And frequency is a neighborhood. The same, and I see it all the time, is if you're sitting, you know, at a bus stop uh, in, you know, a lower uh, affluent area, the frequency there uh, won't provide you as much opportunities or as many touches of favor as you move up in your frequency to a different neighborhood, a gated community, luxury homes, dream homes, and then of course, you know, unbelievable estates. Uh, this is what you wanna look at when we're thinking about being more interested than interesting. How can we elevate our frequency and our awareness uh, to what we're connected to and through? And the pragmatic methodology to do that, to be more interested than interesting, is to number one, ask open-ended questions. And so I've created a guide for everyone to change their life starting today. I promise you beyond saying thank you before you go to bed and when you wake up, the next most impactful thing you can do is to utilize the open-ended question perspective or open-ended question guide or the magic questions. Because if you're asking open-ended questions, you definitely will be more interested. You will create a bigger consciousness, a bigger neighborhood of sponsors and power sponsors, people that you can help know that people that can help them or can help you or know people that can help you. It's that simple. And then we can distinguish who can help us the most or who we can help the most in order to determine what, where to spend our time. And the first open-ended question that we wanna ask is, to determine if someone has an open mind. Uh, 
And this is just a matter of pragmatic time that if someone has a closed mind, uh, there's just a matter of time that it takes to open it. And you can easily find, because it takes about a thousand times the time to re-engineer a closed mind than it does to engineer an open mind. Uh, so I'm very cognizant of, is this an open-minded person? And I use open-ended questions to determine if it's an open-minded person. Now, what is an open-ended question? An open-ended question is a question that allows someone to explain and to share who they are. A uh, closed-ended question uh, is like you see on the law shows, you know, yes or no. That's a closed-ended question, yes or no. An open-ended question is, how are you, right? And that determines an, an open mind will respond uh, to that. And we want to utilize to take a temperature of someone of where they are at that time. Now, incorporating into determining if someone is open-minded or not, we have to remember that everyone is open-minded some of the time. Some of us are open-minded more of the time. Some of us are open-minded less of the time. And we want to statistically utilize our time with open-minded people. So I've incorporated a three-no rule in the open-ended question, the most primary and most important open-ended question, which is, does someone have an open mind at this time? And so I will, if I believe I can be of service or value to someone or they can be of service or value to, to me, I will ask open-ended question of those people to determine if they have an open mind three times. And on the third time, I will go ahead and walk away. Now, approximately 50% of the time, people will just uh, fall away forever. And I feel as if that's the greatest value that I get from this open-ended question, open-minded philosophy. Uh, but also about 50% of the time, uh, people, it will just accelerate them to follow up with me when they do have an open mind, when the time, emotion, and value are aligned with how I could be of service or value to them or how they could be of service or value to me, or do they know someone or do I know someone uh, that can do the same? It's really that simple. And if you spend your day asking open-ended questions in person, on the phone, via email, and media, traditional and social media, you will find exponentially your community or consciousness, collective consciousness will grow with people that want to be of service or value to you, no people that want to be of service or value to you, or you can provide service or value to them. And you also know people that can be of service or value to them. And it just exponentially aggregates and accelerates and compounds on itself. Utilizing this mindset of open-ended questions, you then will live in the world of being more interested than interesting. We all know the Dosaki Sky, right? The world's most interesting man. My dream is to brand a collective of the world's most interested people, right? At one time, they asked over a hundred open-ended questions just to find out how we could be of service or value or how someone could be of service or value to us. This idea of open minds who carry open hearts and open hands creates an efficiency and effectiveness to what we want in order to effectuate making more money, helping more people, and having more fun. So the first open-ended question that we want to utilize in the open-ended uh, or open-minded question uh, is to determine 
where someone is right now when we engage them in figuring out how we could be of service to them or they could be of service or value to us or who they know or who we know. And so some of the mechanisms to utilize this is simply, how are you? I always tell people that I can train a salesperson to uh, elevate their neighborhood, go to a resort, sit in the lobby or the bar of the resort, and just ask as many people as they can, how are you? Where are you from? And continue to ask open-ended questions, especially as we guide them towards uh, what we do. What are you doing today, for example, with solar? And or what are your opinions of solar? Or have you utilized solar? And then after we have those open-ended questions, we then can facilitate an emotional attachment, which also will confirm the open-mindedness of what do you like about it? What don't you like about it? And the more we narrow the open-ended questions pertaining to or synergistic to or aligned with or supplementary to being of service or value to them or having them be of service or value to us, we could ask them, what are you doing today with Surler? What do you like about it? What don't you like it? Would it help you if? That's the ultimate transition that we're looking for in the open-ended question template or guide. And I'll be more than happy. Uh, I have an exercise to have that right there with you because as everything, it takes practice. But the format of finding open-ended um, open-minded people to ask open-ended questions to determine whether you could be of service or value to them or they could be for you or you know someone or they know someone is exponentially the most valuable thing of creating a community of value of sponsors and power sponsors and determining that is essential uh, and the more we practice it the better we get we can move from more obsequious questions like how are you today where are you from to you know actually yeah, having fun with people and, you know, commenting on, you know, their purse or their shoes or a team logo wear that they have. You know, one of my favorite ways to determine if someone has an open uh, mind is anybody wearing sports gear. I always make fun of them, even if I don't know them, uh, if they're, you know, wearing a, a, a jersey or a hat or a T-shirt or, or something. I'll always ask, you know, especially if they're wearing a Dodger hat, I'll say, oh, did you get that on sale? And if they laugh, I know they have an open mind. I know at that time they have an open mind. Uh, you know, if they tell me to F off, I know this isn't a good time and I'll just move on to the next sponsor or power sponsor to determine how I could be of service or value or they could be of service or value to me or we know someone or they know someone that can create this community that helps each other, that elevates each other. And that's truly what I've been able to do over the last 16 years as I moved from a world of for me, a scarce world where everything was a trader negotiation and utilizing specific avatars, even closed-minded avatars, and wasting my time, emotion, and money, and value in trying to re-engineer a closed mind. Instead of simply spending the majority of my time searching for open-minded people by utilizing open-ended questions to determine would it help you if. Once I determine would it help you if I've now confirmed whether you are a sponsor or a power sponsor or I'm a sponsor or a power sponsor. And once I'm able to provide that service or value, then I can have the transitory statement of, do you know anyone that can help me? Now, I'm, like I said, more than happy to provide this step-by-step -step guide that you can practice and make your own with your own vernacular and your own verbiage. But in essence, 
we want to find and put ourselves in a position with the most influential open-minded people, open-hearted people, and open-handed people because the power and adjustment of what they can do for us, the touches of favor that they can give us from the neighborhood that they live in. And I'm not talking about just affluent neighborhood. I'm talking about frequency neighborhood. Some of the highest frequency people that I have have no use for monetary gain the sadgurus of the world and the master shahs of the world that I work with that literally allow everything to come through them and have no accumulation in their life. It's just complete transition of flow through their life of appreciation and acknowledgement, but yet they still ask for more so that they can give of the universe more or align themselves with the acceleration and growth that the universe is experiencing every single moment. We want to work within the context of the flow, which is accelerating and growing. How do we do that? Is accelerate and grow through the connectivity, not just of the source, but be a resource to others. Be a resource to others by asking them how they could be of service or value to you or know someone or vice versa. It's that simple. But in order to effectuate it, we have to have a pragmatic methodology and the first one is to surround ourselves statistically with the people that not only are easiest to align with, but can have the greatest impact on what we want. So we want to utilize the open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed exploration by utilizing open-ended questions. Those simple questions of if we are specifically looking for something as an objective of how we could be of service or value, uh, you know, for example, we just had this extraordinary gala uh, for the Unstoppable Foundation. So I was looking for open-ended, open-minded, open-hearted, and open-handed people that wanted to learn the power of giving. And so I, I would ask people, what are you doing today? What do you like about it? What don't you like? Oh, you know, I'm involved with the this charity, or I really want to be involved in this chariot, but I couldn't get to that question until I figured if they had an open mindedness or an open mind at that time. And so many of the most generous people, as I was trying to build a community or a collective consciousness of people that would support our efforts with unstoppable, many of the most generous people were not available. They had a closed mind at that time and they weren't available. And yet, other people by asking that I never would have been in contact with, but by simply asking, showed up and were available at that time in order to support that cause or knew somebody that could support that cause, whatever it may be. This mindset and pragmatic heart set helps us utilize and maximize what we're here for to simply help each other. Why is it so important? Because the, determina the determination of probability in your life is simply by knowing, taking what we want to raise money for charity or to make more money for ourselves or to have fun, whatever it may be. If we know what we want, that possibility, once we know who we can help and who can help us, it actually becomes a probability. Why? Because it's an inspiration. We're in spirit, we're connected to each other emotionally connected to each other. And now all we need to do is transition that into discipline, strategy, and awareness of how we could be of service or value to them, or they could be of service or value to us, or knowing someone that can 
do either or. It's essential to improve your statistical success because all of this, as everything, the conflict or the miscommunication that most people have is they can't reconcile it with the daily activity, with time. Notice that I always say that someone doesn't have an open mind at this time. And then I utilize the three no rule in order to effectuate if it's worth my time that they are going to be able to feed me or I'm able to feed them. In a majority of the amount of time, the 24 hours a day that you have is spent on things that bleed you because you are trying to re-engineer closed minds. Whether it be our children, our spouses, our friends, or business associates, clients, vendors, etc., take a step back, zoom out, and figure out how much time, reconcile time, am I spending with closed minds? And what if I utilize the three no rules so that I'm utilizing my time with people that have open minds at that time? Not putting judgments or conditions that they're closed-minded people, because all people have open minds at a certain time, and some people do have open minds more times than they do closed minds and vice versa, but it's just as valuable for you. If somebody only has an open mind 10% of the time and somebody has an open mind 90% of the time, well, the nice thing about the three no rule, right? Finding out and, and asking open-ended questions at three different times with that person is that it helps you in two ways. One, if you catch someone that has an open mind 90% of the time and you caught them in the 10% of the time, but you have the three no rules, most likely in ask number two, situation number two, event number two, or number three, you'll have an open mind that has an open heart, open hands, and you'll be able to figure out how you can be of service or value or you know someone or vice versa, how they could be of service or value to you or know someone or both. And the inverse is actually valuable of the three no with the open-ended question guide. Why? Because if someone has a closed mind 90% of the time, the complete polar opposite of the person who would be considered to be open-minded, somebody that has that 90% of the time, the three no rule actually assists you as well. Because you will be able, if somebody has a closed mind 90% of the time, either catch them on a good day and be able to take advantage of the open mind, open hearted and open handedness that they have in the minority of their time. Or, like I said, you won't be wasting your time in the 90%. So that three no rule is critical in evaluating how to use our time, because the goal is to spend the majority of our time with open minds, with the objective of building sponsors and power sponsors. Those power sponsors and sponsors will be a community that allows you to exponentially achieve what you want, who you can help, who can help you, and how to get it done. Because why? The fastest way to get to where you want to be is find someone that sits in the situation that you want to be in and ask for directions. And the bigger your network of sponsors and power sponsors are, the more people that can give you directions. The more people as an aggregate, as attention and intention is not just in individual uh, activity, meaning what I focus in on and what I do say, think, believe, and feel about what I focus in on, that's called intention, five levels of intention, create the coincidences, 
when we have an aggregate of sponsors and power sponsors who all focus in on the same thing, solar. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. And do say, think, believe, and feel in alignment the value of solar by either helping me or helping themselves or finding someone or knowing someone and vice versa. We now accelerate through exponentiality of an aggregate of what I call a collective consciousness. The attention and intention becomes exponential, which is relative to time. It actually speeds up the coincidence because the mathematical equation of manifestation or luck is what you or your collective pays attention to plus what you or your collective has the five levels of intention with what you do say, think, feel, and believe will create the coincidences in your life. And if you have situated yourself in the right neighborhood, the right frequency with people that have more influence, impact, or affluence, the touches of favor are exponential as well because of the capability of not only the individuals, but the collective consciousness. You have elevated your neighborhood of frequency, elevating others to elevate yourself, but more importantly, aggregating that higher frequency or energy in order to effectuate things happening that you want to happen faster. And when things don't happen that you want, we know that we are being promoted and protected, not punished. Utilizing open-ended questions and utilizing it initially to find open minds, open hearts, and open hands, reconciling time, knowing that everyone has an open mind sometimes, but we want to qualify the biggest and greatest potential that we have by creating a collective consciousness of sponsors and power sponsors can only be found in person, on the phone, via email, and media, traditional and social, by asking open-ended questions by being more interested than interesting. And there is a template. There is a systematic practice of being able to articulate and get good at finding open minds at the right time. And there is a template in order to effectuate practicing finding those open minds by getting good at asking open-ended questions and narrowing the open-ended questions to determine one thing. Would it help you if? Would it help you if? I can tell people three critical questions in the open-ended question template is, if you can get to a point by asking questions of would it help you if, and then do you know anyone that can help me? And then can you see any reason that you want, want to move forward? Within the context of those three transition statements or questions, we now effectuate a collective consciousness of sponsors and power sponsors that are here to help each other. Now, the only step that's left is to codify it with a memorialization so that we can access and remember, recollect and remind, knowing that the mind is the collective, not the brain, which is the individual component or uh, utilization organ to create the collective, 
But if we can do these things, find open-minded people, ask open-ended questions, be more interested than interesting, and then find out how I can be of service or value to you. And do you know anyone that can help me? And then be able to say, can you see any reason you won't want to move forward? If I have a system to codify the collective, to codify the sponsors, empower sponsors for each other to what? Create abundance. So I've created on top of this an overlap memorialization, an overlap agreement of all of my collective, of all of my recollect, remind, and remembrance. I've created a, a, a simple statement of fact of what we decided together of sponsorship or sponsor or power sponsorship to one another saying, Hey, if I help you, you'll be able to do this for me. Or if you, if I find someone that helps you, you'll be able to do this for me or vice versa. And I go ahead, whether it's an email form or signed document, non-binding, but yet memorializing the recollective remembrance and reminding, I now create more abundance between us because I've actually practiced practically and pragmatically created a system to say, what was the name of that guy who cuts hair in Manhattan that I told, oh, I know a bunch of people that would love to get their hair cut from you. And he said to me, well, if you do that, I'd be glad to do, uh, you know, your friends or family's hair or give you a credit or get you tickets to the Yankee game or whatever it is that was in the capacity through the open-minded and open-ended question guide to facilitate how that barber or stylist could be a sponsor or a power sponsor of mine and vice versa. But if you don't have a system to access it, then we lose the memorialization. We lose part and parcel and power of the group of sponsors and power sponsors that we've created. You've literally almost wasted your time. Because why? We are going to forget. That's it. Your mind is much greater than your brain. So we have to create a system and I've created this overlap system that overlaps what we learn with the brain into the mind, the collective, the remembrance, the reminders and recollectives in order to effectuate the power of the mind over the power of the brain, because the power of the brain has short term capacity. It utilizes, you know, our neural pathways and nervous system and reactions in order to facilitate hopefully efficient, effective and statistically successful behavior to make more money, help more people and have more fun to create this collective. But if you don't have a system to access the mind, if you don't have a system to remind, then it really dissipates, dissolves from your life and you are actually wasting your time, even if being more interested than interesting and finding open minds, open hearts and open hands and being able to utilize the open-ended question to create value of how you could be of service or value or know someone or vice versa. It wouldn't matter if you don't have the final step of memorialization. And that memorialization is creating a system to access what you have determined to be the sponsor or power sponsor between you and another and how you can create abundance from it. How can you both make money together, help more people and have more fun? And it's a non-binding document. It's just an accessibility and remembrance, reminder and recollective of creating abundance. This template is essential. If you don't use the pragmatic reconciliation of time and questions, you will be wasting your activity. 
activity you get paid for, an activity you don't get paid for. You will feel as if you're living in Camus the Stranger, living like a tube, food in, food out, pushing a boulder to the top of the hill every day just to have it roll down. But if you want to plateau and grow exponentially, if you want to accelerate the productivity, accessibility, and gratitude in your life, if you want to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun, then let's all seek the open minds at the right time. Let's utilize the open-ended question guide to figure out how people are, what they like, what they don't like, and if we can be of service or value, do you, would it help you if? And after that, figure out, do you know anyone that can help me? And after that, you can ask, can you see any reason we won't want to move forward with an overlap agreement so we can remind, recollect, and remember what the hell we just promised each other to help make money, help people, and have fun together. These things all can coincide to creating abundance and being happy. I want you to reconcile the pragmatic with what seems to be the inspirational, philosophical, spiritual realm that you may or may not have certain levels of faith in. But let's find the open minds at the right time and utilize them pragmatically and effectively. I promise you, it will help you not only be happy yourself, but empower others to empower others to be happy. Let's load up the Q&A. Let's bring in our friends. It's time to hopefully clarify what I said because it's not what I'm saying today. It's what you're hearing. And I know there has to be some questions that people have that will help us all. I know we have them on all the different formats, people bringing in the questions. But uh, if you want the open-minded and open question guide, if you want the overlap agreement, just go ahead and reach out to me. I'll give it to you. Just live by it, practice it every single day. I promise you, when you create a collective consciousness, a mind of sponsors and power sponsors, you will put yourself at ease. You will be able to utilize this incredible power of inspiration, of collective, of consciousness together for good. Jakey Bakey, I, I, you can reach me, by the way, on my bio, david at dmeltzer.com. That's my first name. And my first initial and last name is the domain, david at dmelzer.com. Email me. I'll send those things to you. Start practicing today. Make a lot of money. Help a lot of people. Have a lot of fun. All right, Bakester. Time to reset the room and let's take some questions. Amazing. Thank you so much, Dave, for that incredible 30-minute training on open-ended questions. As Dave says, find and search for the open minds and, of course, use open-ended questions. So I'll quickly reset the room here. Happy Friday, everybody. We're here at the Breakfast with Champions, the best room here on Clubhouse. Thank you, Glenn. Glenn Lundy, for putting this all together always. Dave today is doing a training, as you've been doing for over 22 years, on open-ended questions. And now's the point to ask your questions. So if you have any questions, please feel free to back-channel me, and we will aim to bring you up. Also, as Dave mentioned, if you'd like an overlap agreement, an open-minded, open-ended questions guide, just email him, david at dmeltzer.com, david at dmeltzer.com. Dave, I'll pass it back over to you for a question on the training. And when you get back, Frank uh, Via is, is open and ready for a question here on Clubhouse. Yeah, thank you, Jake. Always appreciate you. Uh, we're having so much fun. Can't believe how time is flying. And uh, just really appreciate all the help that you give. You're getting really good at this, by the way. Uh, I'll take the first question is, how do you find the right neighborhood? right, with the right frequencies. Um, this is where the spectrum or the chain of feeding comes in. Um, and so many people uh, have a need uh, to bleed, 
And this is to me, uh, one of the challenges that, that I had is I was younger feeling as if, um, if I am philanthropic, if I am here to be of service and value to others, if, you know, as in Yiddish, my name means beloved servant, if I am a beloved servant, um, you know, then I need to be bled. I have a need to bleed. I have a need to please. Um, and I care about what other people think uh, in the context of their opinion, judgments, and conditions that they put upon me. But once I shifted my mindset and said, I have a need to feed, and in order to feed me in order so I can feed, if I have a need to feed instead of a need to bleed, then I'm going to raise my awareness of a neighborhood that feeds instead of a neighborhood that bleeds. And I'm talking about frequency. Now it applies to other things in your life by surrounding yourself with the right people, places, ideas, etc. But in the most relative relationships, are you utilizing a need to feed or a need to bleed? Because you need to make that decision and say to yourself, what does caring mean? What does caring mean? Is caring creating the need to be offended, separate, inferior, superior? Is it need to be angry, frustrated, angry, resentful? guilty, complaining, and putting judgments, worrying. Is that caring? Or is caring asking yourself, what am I doing to participate in this? And what am I supposed to learn from it? Reconciling time to the aspect of, is it worth my time to learn? Because I got a need to feed. And I think I'll do a Top Gun 3. I got the need to feed, right? I have a need to feed and I care only in the respect of what can I do to participate with you in order to effectuate the lessons that will allow me to feed more, feed myself so I can feed others, love myself so I can love others, forgive myself so I can forgive others. This is caring. What am I doing to participate in this? And what am I supposed to learn from it so that I can feed others? Have the need to feed, be aware of how much time you're spending with the need to feed and the frequencies of others for that need to feed. And you will start aggregating the right neighborhood. You will, as they said in the old school 70s show, the Jeffersons, you will be moving on up to the deluxe apartment in the sky. Have the need to feed, move on up. I promise you this works and there's pragmatic practices of asking and finding open-minded people and asking those open-ended questions to determine the value of sponsorship and power sponsorship of that neighborhood. So the first distinguishment to find the right neighborhood is to find your frequency and the need to speed by caring what you're doing to participate in and what you're doing to learn how to feed and go ahead and let the people that bleed you, the situations that bleed you, the opportunities that bleed you, to fall away or even fire them from your life. Awesome question to start off the day. I wanna thank everybody, by the way, we are over 65,000 people registered for training online and the additional community that we've created here on Clubhouse, IG, and even uh, TikTok is extraordinary. So thank you. Jake, do you have someone, I think Frank may be here to ask me a question on Clubhouse. Sure do, and we're all fired up here, Dave. We got the need to feed and not the need to feed. That was amazing. So yeah, we've got Frank here on Clubhouse. Frank, if you can please unmute yourself and welcome to the room. Hi, Jake. Um, hi, David. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you for, for everything that you guys do. And um, 
So everything is what I'm hearing is is about steps and and asking the right questions. And um, should we be asking um, source or or the universe first? All these open ended questions. That way we could be better aligned and attract those people that we can uniquely serve. Wow, Frank, I love that. Um, so, you know, when I first uh, shifted my or transformed my life, I called it the quantum shift. Um, I sat a full day in misery, hating myself. When I came to the realization of hating myself, you know, I came up with these ideas of gratitude, the ability to find the light, the love and the lessons, what feeds me, forgiveness, the ability to live at peace, to know that I'm happy, healthy, wealthy and worthy. What am I doing to interfere with it? To live in accountability, asking myself, you know, so that I can be in control. What do I do to participate uh, in this lesson, this promotion and protection, not punishment? And what am I supposed to learn from it? so that I'm accelerating and growing at all times, even with things that happen that I don't want to happen or didn't think would happen. But the last component is the one you're asking about, effectively communicating. So of course, we're gonna be able to effectively communicate by finding open-minded people and open-hearted and open-handed people by asking them them open-ended questions to determine how we can be of service or value to them and how they can be of service or value to us. The same holds true with source. In order to be a resource to all of those people and for them to be a resource, right? An extension of source, in order for that to happen, then we have to utilize the exact same practices with source, with the omniscient, all knowing, all abundant, infinite being, whatever you believe that to be God, Jesus, Muhammad, Joseph Smith, whatever you believe it to be. As long as you believe that there is something bigger than you that loves you, in other words, has an open heart, open mind and open hands more than your mom or more than you love your own children. Think about it. Who has the greatest open mind, open hearts and open hands for us? Our mom or us as parents, right? We wish everybody in the collective consciousness of open-mindedness that we create these sponsors and power sponsors we're even close to the equivalency of how we feel about our children or how our mom feels about us we wish and so absolutely we have to ask source but the inverse is true because we want to be a resource what does that mean that we have to determine and ask ourselves what are we doing to interfere with source what are we doing to interfere with our open mind, our open heart and our open hands to have faith that we live in an infinite world of more than enough of everything for everyone and all the failure, mistakes and setbacks that occur are simply promotions and punishments towards having more of an open mind, more of the time. So we absolutely have to ask source how we can be of service or value to source and determine what we're doing to interfere with the infinite service and value that sources giving us to become bigger and better resources. That effective communication not only exists via the open-ended question template and open-minded understanding of being more interested than interesting, but the inverse is absolutely true of being a servant of the truth, of your potential, of um, abundant omniscientness, which leads to just a simple philosophy of how often do I have faith 
there's something bigger than me that loves me more than my mom. And what am I asking for? With an open mind, open hearts and open hands. Am I asking for what other people want for me? That's closed minded. Am I asking for what's missing in my life? That's scarce and closed minded. Am I asking for what I don't want? Because source is so abundant and so infinite, it's going to give you what other people want for you, what's missing or what you don't want. And so understanding, and you took this to a level that I didn't think we'd get to, but understanding that the inverse utilization of the open-ended question guide is critical to how much that you can give and create in this abundant collective consciousness of sponsorship and power sponsor is predetermined by your own open mind towards source. And we can determine that pragmatically by how much time do we stay in faith that there's something bigger than us that loves us more than our mom or we love our children. And how are we utilizing our open minds to be of service or value to source and how can source be of service or value to us, ultimately fueling the ability to clear the interference between us and source so that we become greater resources with open minds, open hearts and open hands. Thank you. There's no doubt why your name rhymes with it. Thanks, Franks. But uh, just that brings it home and allowing me to, to share and channel uh, the critical component of where does this energy come from. I had a 5 a.m. office hours this morning after flying at 11 p.m. And the CEO of my company is like, dude, I just, you, you're on fire. I go, you are too. You're just interfering with it. Even though you're 30 years younger than me, you're interfering with it. What are you doing to interfere with you being a greater resource of the collective consciousness of sponsorship and power sponsorship? Frank, so great to hear from you. I'm so blessed that you had uh, the courage to be the first one to come up here. I know a lot of people were thinking the same question and I was, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you. Likewise, brother. I love it. Love it. Thank you guys. Have a beautiful blessing. Bless you, my friend. All right, Jake, reset the room as we have about 15 minutes left and uh, tell me who's coming up next. And then I'll take a question uh, from the webinar side of things and uh, we'll switch back to our next guest. Go ahead, Jake. Let's do it. Yes, quickly resetting the room here. Happy Friday, everybody. We're here at the Breakfast with Champions. Today's training is on the open-ended questions. As Dave has mentioned, we got about 16 minutes or so left. If you have a question you'd like to ask, please feel free to back channel me or email David if you'd like to ask him one afterwards. It's just david at dmelter.com, david at dmelter.com. Let's also take a quick second, follow the people next to you here on Clubhouse, follow the people on stage. We're really collecting and uh, uh, communicating and creating an unbelievable community here on Clubhouse. So Dave, I'll pass it back over to you. And when you're back, Jesse Simon is here to ask you a question. Awesome, Jake. Thank you so much. Um, I'm going to take this question because I want to hammer this home. It's not what I say. It's what you're listening for. But how do you differentiate between a closed mind and just catching someone at a bad time? I don't. I just have to determine whether it's a closed mind and utilize the three no rule in order to try to catch someone at the right time. Because 
everyone has an open mind. It's just how much time do they have an open mind? And are you in sync with the coincidence of finding that person? See, if you believe in promotion and protection and you run into an open-minded person that has a closed mind at that time, then you know that you're being protected and promoted because it's the not the right time to create a sponsorship or a power sponsorship with that person. So utilizing the three no rule gives the universe an opportunity to give you the right time, either to figure out how you can be of service or value, or if they know someone or vice versa, or this determines this absolutely is not the right time because if you're being protected and promoted by running into a closed mind three different times, then you either never see that person again, so you're being protected and promoted by source, or it accelerates the coincidence and all of a sudden they're following up with you and give you an explanation of why they weren't participating in what you were looking for because they're in the middle of some sort of personal professional activity that was interfering with their ability to be of service or value even though they desired to do so. You've been able to either accelerate those that feed you or fall away and fire those that bleed you. And it's a great qualification process in order to effectuate it. So it's not differentiating between a closed mind. It is actually trusting the universe, knowing with faith that if utilizing the open-ended question guide with the three no rule, that you will be able to trust the universe for the coincidences that it has in store in the mode of protection and promotion, not punishment. Why won't they call me back? I can't tell you how many hours, days, weeks, and months, and years I've been punished with that statement. Why won't they call me back? I did exactly what they asked. I called them at 2 p.m. on Friday, and they never called me back. They're wasting my time. You're damn right. They're not wasting your time. You are. You are wasting your time because you don't understand how time reconciles reconciles with all of this because it's where you spend your time with the need to feed. Don't go to blame, shame, and justification. Trust the universe. You're being protected and promoted if they didn't call you back. Because why? It's not the right time. Because everything in an abundant, omniscient, all-knowing world comes at the right time, at the right place. And by utilizing the open-ended question guide and the three no rules, you're statistically aligning yourself into the universal knowledge, into the universal protection, into the universal promotion. It's amazing how all these things are reconciled with time and the understanding of it. So there is no appreciation of that other than, or differentiation of that other than, am I utilizing the need to feed correctly to increase my productivity, accessibility, and gratitude to be more efficient, effective, and statistically successful in making more money, helping more people, and having more fun. It's amazing as we aggregate this together and finally codifying it with a memorialization, a remembrance, a reminder, and a recollective with the overlap agreement of how we can be of service of value to each other or knowing who can help each other. That simple. All right, Jesse Simon. Jake, why don't we bring up Jesse for her question? Jesse, welcome to the clubhouse. If you can please unmute yourself. Hi, hi, David. Hi, Jake. Thanks for having me up. Um, so my, so my question is like, when you think you're experiencing a setback, like, and obviously each situation is different, but, um, what are like 
some questions to ask yourself or things to think about in order to start thinking about it differently. Yeah, I think accountability is where we can start thinking about things differently. So if we use gratitude to find the light, the love and the lesson and determine it's worth our time and we forgive ourselves for the interference that we've created in this situation, now we utilize accountability to say, okay, how am I participating in this? And when I say participating, it's a formulation of attention and intention. How am I focusing in on? What am I focusing in on? And what am I doing, saying, thinking, believing? And remember, your belief is pragmatically indicated by how often you spend outside of belief, meaning how often do we spend in this uh, unconscious uh uh, ego-based consciousness that says I have a need to be right, offended, separate, inferior, superior, anxious, frustrated, angry, guilty, resentful, judgments, conditions, worry, complaining, and anger. How much time am I spending in that or in belief? And then finally, how do I feel about it? How inspirational, intellectual, and intuitive am I to this feeling that is aligned with what you're looking for and participating in and what are you supposed to learn from it? See, the more that you learn, the faster you can determine whether or not it's feeding you and the need to feed is a critical component of whether or not it's worth your time to find the light, the love and lessons, forgive yourself, and actually to be accountable by participating in it further. So being very pragmatic about a hyper-emotional situation by redefining caring, which usually creates separation, Instead, caring to me means what am I doing to participate in this and what am I supposed to learn from it? When I learn the lessons, I'll know how I'm being protected and promoted. Because remember, in the context of what we're teaching, the biggest misuse of time is between these perceived problems and the solution that is ultimately going to occur. And the solution that ultimately um, will occur will be aligned with faith and you'll someday find out how this situation was protecting you and how it was promoting you, not punishing you. And the faster you can get to the resolution between problems and solution, determined upon by your mindset, heart set, and handset, utilized by your intention of doing different things, saying different things, thinking different things, determining how much time you're spending in belief by identifying what it is that's interfering with that belief, the ego-based consciousness, by putting yourself back to center so that you clear the interference so that you feel better, you are inspired with intuition and intellect. Merging the body, the mind, and the soul through a higher vibration or frequency, elevating your neighborhood, giving you greater touches of favors, increasing and expanding your community of sponsors and power sponsors. All found within because you give meaning to everything that you see you just have to effectuate pragmatic ways of seeing things or changing the way you see things so the things that you see change thank you so much jesse jakey of the bakey i'm going to take another question online then i will take our next guest up who's coming up next to ask a question limitless siga will be coming up next awesome thank you Sorry, next question online. You would think I would stop muting myself. 
thank goodness you all can't mute me or I'd never uh, be heard. So thank you for allowing me to mute myself. Uh, the universe acts in wonderful ways. Uh, ah, all right, what questions do you utilize to determine credibility? Credibility is the most overlooked things in the realm of sponsorship and power sponsorship. When we oversell, back and sell, lie, manipulate, and cheat, we have now set forth the sponsorship and power sponsorship in the wrong direction because people are looking for how we don't want to do business with each other and who we don't know to help each other. And we end up getting responses misleading to what it is. And so to determine credibility of others, we have to utilize the trust and vet. The trust and vet. So if you can, in your understanding of a vetting process, realize that the greatest compliment of credibility that we can give to another person is to actually believe what they say. The greatest action you can take in believing what other people say is by vetting what they say. Instead of knowing intellectually, intuitively, or inspirationally, this doesn't sound right. I'm not going to ask them because it may offend them. And then when we don't get clarification in someone that we trust and it ends up manifesting itself as we thought it would intellectually or felt it would intuitively or created anger in any of the ego-based consciousness inspirationally, then where do we go? Instead of to gratitude, forgiveness, and accountability, we go to blame, shame, and justification, which creates more interference and accelerates and diminishes our capacity and our neighborhood of frequency and shrinks our power sponsors and sponsors. Because now we're looking for what we don't want, we're being punished, et cetera, et cetera. And so in order to understand how do we truly become credible, we take accountability and participate in and learn from the statements that were made by utilizing the open-ended questions, difficult, uncomfortable questions that will save us from the separation that we don't want or the mistakes, failures, and setbacks that we don't want and avoids us from living in interference of blame, shame, and justification by utilizing and determining the credibility of others by asking open-ended questions to determine if there's alignment in the statements that were made or determine if someone is overselling, back-end selling, lying, manipulating, or cheating us intentionally or unintentionally, which believe it or not, the majority of the people that oversell, back-end sell, lie, manipulate, and cheat actually do it with good intention um, or even do it unconsciously. So make sure that you are determining credibility by knowing the greatest way that we trust each other or clear the interference between each other is to ask open-ended questions by vetting what people say to determine what they said and what you heard and the alignment thereof. Thank you very much. Okay, last guest, the incredible Sega. Please uh, join me. Ask me your wonderful question, my dear. Good morning. Good morning, Dave. As always, I enjoy immensely your wisdom. And thank you, Jake. How do you call him, Jakey of the Bakey? I just love it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's, so, he's, always, he, he's always heating up the kitchen, you know. He, he's the baker. Always baking. <laughs> is that why you call him Jakey of the Bakey? Yeah, I love it. He's Jakey Bakey. And uh, there's many, many meanings as uh, our company and my family have different meanings to Jakey Bakey. But I, I love it because he's always cooking and creating 
uh, sweetness and kindness to others. So he's Jakey Aww. of the Bakey to me. <laughs> That's the meaning I'm going to hold on to, Jakey of the Bakey. So, Dave, as you talk about and you and whether it's Sadhguru or all the wisdom teachers and gurus, obviously say you don't attract what you want, you attract who you are, meaning the frequency, the energy which you're giving off, like you explained, the neighborhood in which you live, because that's what you have attracted, right? So for me, one of the things is surrendering, trusting the universe, but reminding myself to allow that everything that I desire and my purpose already is, I just need to allow it to be, to, to, to be at that frequency and match it so I attract it. So what I want to ask you today, my question is, what tip or practice or any, something you do that has been the most effective for you on a daily basis to really create that frequency of allowing, of radiating, at the frequency of what you want so you attract it into your life into your neighborhood thank you my dear thank you limitless infinity of friend uh the abundant sega thank you so much uh i actually very simply can answer this one and you know i really encourage everyone to reach out to me david at dmelter.com for a guide that you can follow daily for open-mindedness, heartedness, and handedness, and open-ended questions, and the transition statements that allow you to build this community, the collective consciousness. But the greatest practice is the one that Sig is talking about. Uh, these daily practices are very simple uh, to surrender. Number one, according to mid and long-term objectives, and your mid-term objectives should be less realistic than your objectives today should be extremely real. Mid-term objectives could be far less real and your long-term objectives should be testing your realness. It should be unlimited. It should be almost scary how unattainable it is. But in that realm of reality, we need to live in the reality of aiming towards the unrealistic, the mid and long-term objectives by having uh, daily practices of knowing what I want according to those trajectories, what I want today personally, experientially giving and receiving, who I can help and who can help me by utilizing the open-ended question template in the transition statements in order to determine how best I can get what I want, productivity, accessibility, and gratitude, efficiency, effectiveness, and statistical success, and codifying that with the overlap agreement to create a reminder, recollection, and remembrance in order to what? Prioritize my day correctly by what's important to me, allowing it to happen because I am now applying my why. So whatever it is of what I want, who can help, who I can help, and how to get it done, I realize by prioritizing and applying my why as a fifth step that it's already there. What am I doing to interfere with it? And the pragmatic tool to do that is I have identified what I'm doing to interfere with it, this ego-based consciousness. I now am instead of resisting going over, under, through, around, overselling, back-end selling, lying, manipulating, I'm simply stopping, surrendering, breathing, going to center, with faith that there's something bigger than me 
that is not punishing me, promoting and protecting me, and I'm allowing it to happen, surrendering with what, who, how, now, and applying my why. If you can do this, Sig, I promise you, you will live in surrender. I am so sorry, everyone. I went one minute over. Jakey, please close out the room. Let everyone know where they can get the open-ended question guide, the overlap agreement, and the five daily practices. Or if they have any other questions I haven't answered, let them know where to reach me. Thank you, Jake. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Amelia. Thank you, everyone. It's an honor to be here every Friday at 7 a.m. Close out the room, Jake. Sure will. Thank you, thank you, thank you, everybody. Siga, Randall, Tony, uh, Glenn, Amelia, everyone who David mentioned. That was the open-ended questions training. Incredible questions. If you want the overlap agreement, as Dave mentioned, the open-minded, open-ended questions guide, five daily practices guide, just email David, david at dmelter.com, david at dmelter.com. Have an incredible rest of your week, everybody. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.